Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Everyone Needs a Spotter, brought to you by the team here at RMS Fitness Equipment Services. I am your host today, Steve Heitzer, and joined with me, as always, is the dynamic duo. To my right and further to my right, I have Robert Decker. Good afternoon, everyone. And Emily Vinos here with us as well. Hello. So we're pretty excited. We've had a little bit of a break, right, guys? It's been a few uh, weeks, so to speak, since we've been able to get on here. We've had some technical things we've been working on. We've been a little busy around the shop. So we took a little time, take a break, get ourselves reorganized so we can do this right for everybody. So we're back today with some exciting information. We're going to be talking about a few different things. We're going to be talking about the power of stretching. We're going to be talking about some resistance bands and how they can uh, make a difference in your workout. And then we're also going to get a little help with the idea of doing the best exercise for whatever mood you may find yourself in at the time. And Emily's going to help us with that a little bit. So we're looking forward to being here. But before we dive in and get too far started, we want to uh, just remind everyone to give us a quick follow, like, or whatever it is that you can do on all those different social medias. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at RMS Fitness Equipment Services. So we definitely look forward to seeing you all there. And if you have any recommendations, thoughts, questions, or feedback, or anything else regarding the podcast you'd like to share with us, please email us at podcast at rmsfitness.com. So I think that gets all the uh, introductory things out of the way. So we're going to go ahead and pass the ball here to Emily, who's going to help us with that, uh, that one subject we discussed, the best exercises for every mood. Emily, take it away. Okay, so I really enjoyed um, reading over this article that I shared with the two of you because it kind of just takes the mentality, the approach to your workout in a different way, in a way that is going to motivate you the best to your mood. So um, the beginning of this article just talks about how this one um, personal trainer she doesn't even bother giving her clients a fitness plan. She just wants you, she says, I want your body to move in ways that feel good six times a week. And I really liked that approach because me being somebody that enjoys working out, if you do the same workout or the same plan every week, every day, it gets, it does get old no matter how much you do enjoy it. Um, so the next part was just kind of like looking at yourself and gauging your mood. Every morning asking yourself, how am I? And then scanning your answer honestly the way you're feeling with your mind and your body that day. So um, it talks about just the different moods that we might face uh, throughout the day, throughout the week. So let me ask you, um, Robert. Yes. Do you get to see what might be a good uh, alternative workout for if you're feeling super excited? I don't know if you have felt super excited lately, but let's say you did. What would be a good approach to your workout? Well, in reviewing the article, of course, that excitement brings energy. Energy brings uh, a wonderful experience at the gym. So it talks about a super challenging workout. I do enjoy words like that, super challenging workout. So it mentions things like hill sprints, um, other types of hits could possibly be helpful. So I kind of, I guess, thought about it from my standpoint. So if I'm in a fairly good mood, uh, short uh, span of time that that may be, um, in the morning, 
I think at that point I could probably get uh, get a few of those things done. I think for me, when it comes to that, is is having a positive um, frame of mind. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily consider myself excited, um, but I remember uh, doing the classes when I did attend the gym on a regular. And it was nice to go in, feel good about it, and then build off of that excitement as we did those challenging classes, which required us to do various exercises within a certain time frame. So you're always moving, you're using that energy to get through it. So it's good. It's good. And then, you know, you build off of that excitement. If you do well with the workout, then it just continues to grow from there. So it can be an all-around positive experience having that kind of energy Uh, making your way into your workout exactly and it says to utilize that feeling because you really can get a really good high intensity workout from it so let's say though you're not feeling excited but you're feeling more anxious did you um steve now i'm going to focus on you did you notice anything that you felt um in this article like tidbits or pointers i'm sorry that we could do for an exercise when someone might be feeling a little bit anxious. Yeah, well, um, I've never had anxiety a minute in my life, so this was actually a pretty hard. <laughs> no, no, but but in all seriousness, this uh, this actually kind of hit close to home for me. So when I was reading this section, uh, talking about maybe workouts you could do when you're feeling anxious or dealing with anxiety, I thought that they were extremely uh, on point. Um, you know the idea of perhaps you know being stuck in your thoughts, stuck in your worries. Uh, it can be hard. That's really the whole thing about anxiety is it's sometimes you know that what you're worrying about might not even be reasonable, but it's just for whatever reason, you can't shake it. So it mentions that you could uh, engage in some workouts or exercises that kind of put your brain in a different space. So it mentions things like aerobics classes or uh, types of dance classes, um, maybe like a Zumba, something along those lines where you would need to kind of stay focused on the actual movements or the routine of what you're doing. And then by being focused on those things, you can't be focused on whatever negative things that you were worrying about. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Um, You know, there's definitely some warnings as well about when you're feeling certain types of ways. And I don't want to steal your thunder too much. So I'll leave that to you if you wanted to. But, you know, it talks about just making sure that you are you know, tapped into what you're, what's, how you're feeling that day. And it mentions if you're experiencing maybe elevated levels of that, high levels of anxiety, that you might need to exercise caution because throwing, you know, some weight on the bar and then going to drop and, and do some squats and having a panic attack in the middle of that is not a um, good way no. <laughs> to finish that workout. So, you know, just something to be mindful of. But I do appreciate, you know, being able to Focus on a routine to get your mind off of whatever it is, real or imaginary, that is uh, bothering you at the time. That's excellent. Thank you for covering all of that. And that's exactly what I liked about that is, you know, anxiety, you're overthinking, so stick to something that's routine um, um, so that it helps you get your mind off things. Now, the next one was talking about if you're feeling sad, you're feeling the blues, and we all know that exercise in general is one of the best antidepressants that uh, you can do to help when you're feeling very sad. And of course, this year has brought a lot of um, difficulties and our moods are just constantly might be like on a low. And then with winter coming up, so this is something that we might really want to, you know, zone in on here, this feeling. And it talks about how um, even though research shows that 
Aerobic exercises like running and swimming can be really great for boosting your mood, but also it talks about weightlifting can be really good. Um, and so I really liked that because I did notice that that when I'm kind of feeling down, um, I really do enjoy getting out some some feelings, some feels through lifting weights and things like that. Helps me feel stronger, kind of helps me just kind of um, approach the workout and just wanting to feel my own strength. And then I do really feel good from that. But then there were other things that talks about other other aspects of um, ways that you can elevate your mood, like walking your dog or, or playing basketball or other things. So, um, so then going with sadness, it talks about anger. Okay, Robert, I know you never feel anger, but if you were... Mm. Just hy- hypothetically. Hypothetically. Yeah, don't, don't hurt yourself. I know you're a very excited person, but if you were to be an angry person, what are some... Um, exercises that would be good for someone who's feeling angry could you help me with that sure let me get fired up Um, (laughs) so one of the things again is this whole uh, article in reference to emotions um, you make some valid points about the time in which we live and send and I get the sense that is that many people are going through these things so anger could just be the fact that we cannot have a certain lifestyle that we were accustomed to Maybe we can't see our family. So these things are growing up inside of us. Uh, We're looking for different avenues to correct what's going on during the pandemic. And some of that leads to disappointment. Disappointment at times will lead to anger. So um, anger uh, in an exercise format, this is uh, is not something I do. Um, I would not go to um, exercise in an effort to relieve anger. I, I don't believe that that is a good avenue to release it. Um, I know there are things that can maybe take that energy and give you time to think about what you're angry on. How about that? That you could maybe think about whatever it is that's bothering you and getting you upset, give you time to, to think through it. I think that would be good. Um, you might have a totally different personality. Maybe being around people would be a good diffuser for that anger. And then you could go into like what Steve mentioned for anxiety, more of an aerobic class where you're with people and you're following a routine. So you're not dwelling on that. So that would release some of that anger because usually whatever's gotten us anger, angry, time goes by, the anger is not there. The other avenue could be maybe you're like me and you need a time to be alone. And so to focus in on a nice strength workout would be good. Making sure you're following form and you're thinking through it, maybe what you're angry about isn't as much as you think it is. And so by the time you get done breaking a sweat and working in some good muscle routines, that's uh, all of that said, all of that disbursement of sweat and anger, you come back, you recenter yourself, and you're better off. So for me, in in review, um, I would definitely not uh, allow anger to uh, dictate my workout. Awesome. Thank you for covering that point. And then the last, I'm just going to finish up this um, this discussion with if you're feeling lazy. So um, one of the things that it recommends. Hate the L word. <laughs> is, Why is he looking at me? <laughs> is when you're feeling lazy, it, you might just need to search deep down and just find motivation. So on one hand, maybe just finding something silly to be motivated by. Um, and that could be 
the clothes you wear. So maybe buy a new outfit on Amazon. Or, oh, absolutely. Or put together a new playlist and you're excited to listen to your new workout list mm-hmm. or how you're going to feel when it's done. And maybe it's just going to be something simple like that. Or on the other hand, maybe you're feeling lazy because you are already super sore, super tired, and I hate to say it, maybe emotionally unstable. And then you know what? If you're just not feeling it, it's better to just have a day off than to do something that's going to injure you or to feel bitter about your fitness overall. So a mental health day is also just as good. So just kind of, again, feel yourself out. So in review, I really did enjoy this article because you want to wake up in the morning and, you know, we, don't, we can't really control a lot about how we're living these days, but we can control our approach to our workout and what kind of workout we're going to have and how successful it's going to be. So take the time to wake up in the morning and examine how you're feeling and examine what is going to motivate you the most and what you're going to get the best workout from and, um, and then approach that. So just move six times a week in whatever way that makes you feel the best. So that's it for me. Awesome. Thank you, Emily. I think that was that was really great. I mean, everybody's dealing with that right now. Um, and if you're not, you're lying. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but no, it's definitely appropriate information for the things that we're dealing with right now in the world. And uh, I think the article pointed it out nicely, too, is that nobody knows what any of us are feeling or experiencing better than we do, right? So um, take the time, like you said, ask yourself the questions and make the good decisions based on what your body is telling you and your brain. That thing's pretty important too. So we're going to take a quick break and then when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about resistance bands and the hole they can fill in your workout. And we are back. Thank you for hanging in here with us over the break. So We just got done talking about finding the right type of workout for whatever mood that you're in. So if you didn't catch that, go back and listen to that. But now we're going to move on to talking about something really exciting. Uh, Robert's going to help us to know a little bit about resistance bands. And as we mentioned, how they can uh, maybe fill some holes in your workout and give you a little bit of a challenge. So Robert, tell us more. He said exciting twice in that. We're very excited people today. I think this is a good Friday for excitement. Yeah. So the team put me on a project to look into resistance bands. And um, the point about resistance bands was actually because of all the phone calls we got here at RMS Fitness. Now, Steve, being our outside guru, how hard is it to get dumbbells, Steve? Uh, Dumbbells right now are, in many cases, impossible to get unless you have had an order in with someone for a long, long time. Some of the well-known companies that uh, distribute them I know people that have told me they've been waiting for months on back order, so not super easy to find. Yeah, so um, dumbbells are, uh, how often do you use dumbbells in your routine, Emily? Every day. Every day. Every day. So you're thankful that here at RMS Fitness, we, we, have, have, dumbbells. we have dumbbells. Very thankful. She's hanging I, out with two of them right now. I wouldn't know what to do if I didn't have them. I know. Really. I mean, I guess I'd have to use something called a resistance band, which you're going to teach us about. Okay, we're not practicing this right now. No. We're live right now. We are live. (laughs) There's an alternative to dumbbells? (gasps) What? Yeah, so... Enlighten us. I thought it was good that we had this opportunity because when we first started off with this article, it's probably been a month Mm -hmm. since we uh, decided to research this. And so I went into it, and I thought the person who wrote this article did a nice job, um... Because she, like everyone else in the world, is having problems finding dumbbells. 
Uh, they just weren't out there. The out-of-stock is everywhere. I mean, they're coming in slowly in some areas, and if they, the more they come in, probably the more they go out. That's just one of the things they do. But resistance bands are an easy uh, fix. If you're really trying to get your routine, maybe you haven't been to the gym, I always recall resistance bands in more of um, an environment of group class training. Wouldn't you agree, Emily? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because people tend to use them. They're easy to pick up, you know, depending on the size of the band. Uh, will determine the tension on the band. And then, of course, they're actually pretty inexpensive. And I think Logan will have a chance maybe to even post a link or two to Amazon. We don't sell them here, but uh, this is a good buy if you're in the, you know, in the waiting list, as Steve mentioned, about dumbbells. Uh, they're also good for stretching, but I won't, I won't go there, Steve. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait for the next segment. Stay in your lane. Yes. <laughs> So um, I thought, it was, again, going back to what she had mentioned about the different types of exercises is that you can buy uh, resistance bands in, um, in quantity, and that quantity can help you carry out the various exercises. Now, Emily, you've probably had more experience with resistance bands. Am I correct? Sure. And so <laughs> uh, one of the things about using a resistance band, say, for a bicep curl, what are some of the benefits? Do you remember? Personally, don't have to look at the article. Well, I know, I know, um, it probably is the same principle as maybe like a cable machine. That's true. Okay, so then you're like a dumbbell, you're just kind of lifting it. Whereas like a resistance band or a cable machine, same concept is you're getting a full motion workout with the motion of the <laughs> bicep curl. She's looking at me you're, like this is right. a pop quiz. It's true. And I don't, I mean, I am not a certified trainer. Just been doing it for a long time. But a dumbbell gives you both motions up and down. But what a cable machine and a resistance band will do is it will give you pressure leading back to the bottom of your exercise. Exactly okay. what I was trying to say. Yes. Thank you for yeah. cleaning up yeah. my It's okay. It's all <laughs> right. Uh, answer. I think time under tension, right? That's I think that's like the the term yeah. that they use for that, you know, because when you're working with a, a cable or a band, right? Like, you know, you're not, whereas when you're at the bottom and the weight's just hanging, your, your muscle's not under any kind of tension. Right. I think it's maybe what you guys are getting at. Yeah, exactly. So it's always pulling on that muscle. So it's making, as the article mentions, it's uh, pulling both vertically and horizontally. Uh, depending on how, the angle that you have. And so in both cases, you get a nice, well-rounded uh, muscle routine. And it also mentions that depending on where you step on the band, have you ever done that, Emily? What happens when you move your foot on the band when you're doing a curl? Um, it changes the resistance. That's right. So sometimes if it's not enough, you can tie a knot, so to speak, like a loop, I should say. You step on it, creates more resistance. Yeah. Um, you can even, depending on one foot under the band versus two, you get a different exercise. You can also use uh, something as simple as a hinge on a door to get some of your upper body involved, doing things like um, rows, um, maybe even some pec flies. But it also mentions make sure you don't have a flimsy door and that you want to make sure the door closes towards you because if you don't, you could wind up opening the door and we know how that would go, right? So that's uh, something to keep in mind. Again, we always want to be safe here, right, Steve? 
as he laughs silently in the background. We, no, we do. I, I was just, literally when you when you uh, mentioned that, I I thought of a video that I saw not too long ago. Somebody was using one of those door attaching you know workout machines, and to your point, they were pulling in the same direction that the door opened, and their roommate came home and turned the knob, and they just went completely flying in their room when the door opened. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I couldn't I couldn't hold it in. I'm sorry, but yeah, you know we promote. We try to promote, you know, safety in, in all that we do here. It's a big part of uh, how we work out, a big part of how we work as a team here. You know, safety was impressed upon me when I came here. Absolutely. And Steve's always here to share viral videos with us, isn't exactly. he? Exactly. That's what I do. Hey, fun fact. Uh-oh. Fun fact about bands. Uh-oh, here it comes. A lot of people think that because they are inexpensive, that they have to therefore be ineffective, right? That's right. probably a common sure. thing that people would think about them. If they're, you get what you pay for, whatever. I found an interesting fact that said that 95% of NFL players that were surveyed use resistance bands in their training, and 80% of NBA athletes used resistance bands in their training. So if they can use it, so can any of you. That's right. Good plug. (laughs) Good plug. Nicely done. So again, just a reminder, the resistance that you're feeling from the band is is, uh, good. And in fact, as you get to the top of your exercise or the stretch of the band, you are at the strongest point of that band. So again, it just gives you a well-rounded workout. It talks about slowing down the reps. And do we emphasize slow and good form here, Emily? Yes, we do. And why is that? Well, because then you you get to focus on that muscle group a little bit better. And you have, it's more beneficial rather than the bad form that you catch me doing every morning. Mm. I get it. You get it? <laughs> I yeah. understand what you're saying. Does, oh, any, does okay. anyone remember Robert talking about people that do, a, what did you say, a thousand push-ups a minute when we were talking about push-ups? <laughs> so, yeah, but Robert's big on, on form, though, and he's always, uh, I don't want to say always like it's a bad thing, because it's a good thing, right? You know, if you see somebody using bad form, you should correct them politely because they can really be a – a safety issue if you're not so I like when I'm working out and from across the room I hear what what are you trying to work out what are you working on and then I shyly admit what I'm trying to work on and then he corrects my motions <laughs> oh one time when you like when you were uh doing the spin class and, and Robert yelled across the gym it helps if you pedal vinyls <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's always catching and correcting <laughs> Okay, can we get back to the resistance? Sorry, bands? sure. Yes, yeah, resistance bands. They're right. cheap. They're great. They are. And it talks about money, space, and availability. All of those, from what I could tell, are still out there. So if you're waiting on your dumbbells or your weight plates and you just want to stay in shape, uh, and in some ways you might benefit, as Steve mentioned, athletes are very commonly using them, that you want to definitely jump on them. Uh, it mentions here that you could find some as low as $54 for a set, uh, but you definitely want to try to get, you know, a handful of them so you have different ranges of where you want to work out so your strength can be there. So, um, again, it's not a matter of, I don't think you're going to get stronger using resistance bands, but you're definitely going to get a good workout. So in the meantime, while you're waiting for those weight plates to come in, that uh, doing your exercise with these resistance bands. And in fact, I, I forget the video I was watching, but you know, it's a good way to start off your workout. So if you buy them now and your weight plates and dumbbells show up, you can still use the resistance bands to warm up, get your muscles going, 
uh, trying to you know get yourself uh, fired up for the workout, uh, get you in a good mood. You can also take them traveling. Have you guys ever taken resistance bands traveling? I have. Right, it's pretty easy. You get a hotel door. Um, again, you know if you have to travel now, you might not necessarily want to come out of your hotel room. I'm not sure. You know, but if you are one of those persons, maybe grab a bag of resistance bands and take them with you. Uh, there's they're good. They're a good routine. And so maybe, just maybe, you'll hear this uh, podcast and, and, and thank us in the long run because uh, getting a hold of any kind of dumbbells or weight plates might take a few months and what a long winter that could be. So uh, that's really it, guys. Just wanted to share that because of all the phone calls we've been getting about uh, trying to get a hold of you know weights in general and how difficult that is in the strength, weight, home fitness. I know some of our products are on back order until March. So it's going to be a long winter for anyone who's uh, stuck in that position. But uh, resistance bands are here to fix that. And even for those who are a little bit intimidated by using dumbbells, they can definitely get uh, a, a great workout and benefit from, from the resistance bands. Yeah, and I, I, from what I understand, um, not to plug any particular um, – online content for exercising but there is a lot out there to choose right steve i mean there's all kinds of brands out there who are doing their own content and across the board even though some of them may have started off with just maybe a particular piece of fitness equipment and they had a class person instructor doing their thing now it looks like they're spilling off into other forms and i saw resistance bands in some of the more popular content about exercising there's we even talked about the mirror a few weeks ago and i believe resistance bands is part of their routine as well so we could go on and on about it but just know that you can maximize your home fitness workout if you purchase those resistance bands absolutely and that's all i got for you steve and they pack away nice put they them do. in a little basket mm -hmm. slide them under your bed and they're out of sight exactly. that's what i do to keep my kids from tying me up with them. <laughs> no, so that's it, man. Thank you so much, Robert. Uh, awesome. Maybe an often overlooked uh, option in the workout world due to some of the things that we mentioned, but um, we definitely, with all the things that we pointed out as far as the circumstances and things people got going on, more options, more resources, and even kind of tying in with Emily's uh, first part about doing whatever is right and keeping it fresh and doing the things that make sense, just having another thing to do uh, to kind of help keep you in your, you know, in your routine, but not stagnant in your routine. Can it I chime nice. in on that? Always, man. All right. So it's funny because I'm pretty sure you mentioned in your first article, but the girl talked about, excuse me, the uh, person who wrote the article um, mentioned doing something that you like. So for instance, if you do get like resistance bands and you only want to perform certain exercises, there's nothing wrong with that. So you don't have to get very exotic with them. You can just do what's comfortable for you and keep that routine going through some of these tough months ahead and uh, benefit from that. So that's one more plug here. Sweet. So uh, like you said, we might we might find something to share. Uh, that article, along with some of the other ones, Emily, we're going to share the article that uh, she was discussing about the different, uh, you know, attitudes or um, not attitudes, what's the word, feelings that, you know, you might be dealing with at any given point. So we're going to post that and you guys can check out all of that information. But we're going to take a quick, uh, very quick break in the ears of you at least. And we'll be right back in a moment to uh, move on to our next segment about stretching. All right, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to Everyone Needs a Spotter. We're uh, moving on here to our next subject, and we're going to talk a little bit now about uh, something that I do often 
daily, sometimes many times a day for various reasons. And I think that everybody should do, and we're going to find out more about why, but we're going to talk a little bit about stretching. So uh, by show of hands that no one but me can see, how many of you guys stretch? I stretch all the time. I'm trying to start stretching. Cool. Because I know the I know the pain if you don't, and that's what I'm dealing with now. So don't be like Emily. Be like Steve and Bob. You know what, Emily? Uh, honesty is so important when it comes to these types of things. Any type of self-improvement, right? You have to be honest. Yes. So it's good that you admit that. But no. To Emily's point, the current guidance from the American College of Sports Medicine is that most people uh, should basically, or most people... Uh, should benefit from stretching in that it will help to increase your flexibility and that major muscle groups should be stretched at least two times a week. So each major muscle group uh, should be stretched at least two times a week. But obviously, like most things with fitness, as long as you don't overdo it, more tends to equal more results. So if you stretch more often, as long as you're doing it properly, you should see uh, some more results. So um, a lot of people are familiar with stretching, like, uh, when, when, I should say, when are some of the times that you guys have heard it is most appropriate to stretch? After a workout? Yeah. Robert? <laughs> <laughs> I love when she answers in a question. Talking After about a workout? What is the time to stretch? No, I'm just kidding. After a workout? <laughs> yeah, when you're already, your body's already been warmed up and everything i i hear that the best time to work to stretch is after your workout i guess best time to work out is after your workout. <laughs> best time to do a workout <laughs> is after you worked out <laughs> yeah i, I agreed you know I, I i i think that's pretty obvious i think if you try to do anything prior to warming up you run the risk of hurting yourself yeah so you know that's generally a time that a lot of people encourage you to work out at the end of a workout excuse me i keep saying workout <laughs> they encourage you to stretch out is at the end of a workout right so like you said you've done the exercise you are now um you know stretching those muscles that you worked out to prevent them from settling in and being sore now it's funny because they did mention which we'll talk about a little bit more that maybe there might not be quite as much validity to that uh stretching reducing soreness after a workout as we used to think there was but so before we talk about the benefits of stretching, right, we're going to talk a little bit about the technique, proper stretching technique, because in order to benefit at all, you got to be doing it right. If you're not doing it right, you're not going to benefit fully. So uh, stretching technique, number one, it says to warm up and stretch after cardio or resistance training, which is what you guys just mentioned. So again, doing it at the end. Uh, now, it also mentioned as another technique, I don't know if you guys uh, had a chance to review that, but it mentions that you should hold a stretch for 10 to 30 seconds and then repeat until you've achieved about 60 seconds of a stretch. Now, what is a habit that some people have when they stretch that they tend to try to do when they want to stretch a little bit more than they can naturally? These, this article says, referred to it as bouncing. I'm thinking more like jerking your muscle. Yeah. You know, like you're grabbing a portion of maybe your leg or whatever. And you just like keep jerking at it, you know, bouncing at it. But that's really actually not good for you whatsoever. Yeah. Or you could be like maybe like using gravity and kind of using that the, the natural downward momentum of your body mm -hmm. when you're trying to, you know, stretch your hamstrings, touch your toes to maybe bounce a little further down. It's a really, you know, a, a potential way to injure yourself. And it mentions that you can even get 
very small muscle tears from doing that that maybe would be hard to detect but can actually make your muscles weak and can cause long-term injuries. So uh, to that point about pain and injury, stretching should never, Robert, equal what? Pain. Pain, right? We don't ever want to be in pain when pain? we're stretching. Pain. Pain. And uh, part of that, you know, not being in pain is obviously doing more of it. The more of it you, uh, the more stretching you do, the more uh, flexible you become, the less difficult it is. Um, another thing, right, that some people do when they're stretching that makes it challenging or that um, prevents them from getting the most out of the stretch is they hold their breath. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well so. <gasps> and you try to reach forward there during the breath hold, like Emily just demonstrated, and get your stretch in. But if you uh, have ever worked with a trainer or someone who's giving you any type of like guided stretching, um, when I had to have some physical therapy for a back injury, um, and then again when I was in a car accident. Um, they always encouraged proper breathing when you were stretching. So, you know, you would stretch as far as you could, breathe out, and kind of breathe into the stretch, so to speak. You're exhaling, and it will a lot of times will allow you to further that stretch. And then one that I thought was maybe a little obvious, but kind of important when I thought about it was stretching evenly, right? So if you do like a minute of stretching on your right arm, and then you're going to do like no stretching on your left arm. You're going to have one super wiggly loose arm on one side, and you're going to have one very tight arm on the other. He said wiggly. Wiggly. <laughs> you have super a wiggly, wiggly. Arm, a wiggly loose arm. May I add to that? Uh, yeah, of course, man. All right. I don't, I don't like to cut Steve off when no, he's on a roll. never do it. Stretch both sides. Um, I know when you're hurting on one side, you'll spend more time on that side, and you'll relax the other side. And um, that's not good because you want your body to, and I didn't want to, I don't know where this may come up later in our discussion, but circulation's important. That's part of what uh, stretching does. In fact, that's a study that was done about the benefits of stretching is circulation. So if you're a kind of person who feels that you could use some better circulation for whatever that may be, maybe inherited it and you don't have good circulation, stretching will help. So I, I do emphasize what Steve mentioned. Definitely want to make sure you're balanced on both sides. Um, that dynamic stretching, too, that was mentioned earlier about not bouncing. Can I share an experience? Yeah. So one time there was a very popular exercise program. Yes. And I had stretched, and I felt the disc slip in my back during the stretch. And uh, Were that, you bouncing? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But I think what I was doing was trying to keep up with someone else's stretching. Mm-hmm. Like they were more flexible than I was. So I saw their range of motion, thought I could get to that range of motion. And Emily's laughing even harder now. But that's what happens. You just, it hurts. And so um, I'll remember her laughing at me right now. <laughs> so that when I see her working out tomorrow, I will have the same laughter. So, yeah, you know, Emily. Very cold. Very cold. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, this man is opening up about an injury that he suffered. Yeah. Is this like <laughs> a pain that you still experience? Actually, no. I've only experienced it that one time, but it taught me that you stretch to the point where you feel comfortable mm-hmm. and give it time and your body will respond favorably to that. Uh, I know an older person who stretches on the regular, does his routine every morning, mm-hmm. does his walk, comes home and stretches. And he's pushing 80 and change. And wow. he's in very good shape. 
Wow. And, and you know what? And we're going to, in just a second, we're going to start talking about the benefits of stretching. And that may help you to understand why he's having such good results there, you know. But to your point, Robert, stretching unevenly, you know, you can have, you know, if you have, for, you know, any, any part of your muscle, any part of your muscle, any part of your body. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Look, Emily. Emily this, has. <laughs> this is gonna go viral. <laughs> Emily Mussy! is. Is uh, she's special today? <laughs> Stretching your mussy. Logan's got a lot of editing. To do Any muscle, right, that you would stretch unevenly. You know, if it was one side of your chest or the other, you know, you could really have an injury. You know, sure. you, your muscles would not be able to you know, properly lift and move the same amount of weight as one another at that point because you're not training them. It's a type of training. And if you're not training evenly, you can have, you can have problems there. So I'm going to move on before Emily uh, tears <laughs> me down anymore here. But <laughs> the best no. time to work out is after a workout and how to stretch your muscle. <laughs> how to stretch your muscle. Now I'm keeping track of how many times Emily makes fun of bad times in Robert's life today. <laughs> That had to have been a long, long time ago. Mm, not, not too bad. I don't think so. It had to have been. If you say so. Was it before or after running down Bel Air Road? <laughs> yeah. No, we won't bring that up. It was around that time, though. Okay. That so, was a long so time that was, ago. That was, then. A, that was an era of meanness then for Emily. Okay, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the benefits, though, of stretching, right? So there's a bunch, and I'm going right. to try to see if uh, I can pass if maybe one or two of these off to you guys for you to be able to just, you know, kind of touch on briefly. But maybe the obvious one, right? Like increased flexibility and joint range of motion. That's probably the main, most obvious benefit of stretching. It improves everyday functions of anything that you do. So reaching for things in the store on the shelves or moving your laundry basket around, you know, everyday function, so to speak. But then also mentions it's critical for athletic performance. So if you're training for anything or you're trying to be anything more than a regular old everyday guy or girl working out, you know, stretching is critical for what you're, you know, you're trying to accomplish there. And um, with age growing, stretching is critical in maintaining whatever quality of life or functionality that you have currently, which is what Robert just talked about. Now, I'm going to bounce this one, next one to, to Robert, though, because he started talking about it, so I think it's important to him. Improved circulation. Stretching can have an effect on that. I know you touched on it briefly, but maybe just to review, since we're talking about those benefits, how, how can stretching uh, assist with that? Well, circulation means nourishment to wherever that circulation is going. So your muscles are uh, always in need of that. So stretching, again, can improve that blood flow, which means good stuff comes to the muscle and then bad stuff leaves the muscle, right? So for me, when I am warming up and getting into uh, whatever routine I am trying to do, I do stretch between that. So I do a warm-up set, then I stretch get into a routine and then I stretch again before I get into maybe the second set of that exercise. But that circulation is pumping into the muscle to get it warm. And anytime you have good circulation, it will prevent injury, mm -hmm. right? And so having that warm muscle, that well-stretched out muscle, now when you do start to tear the muscle and growing it, it's in a better environment to do so. So I am a, a big advocate of that. Uh, also, Stretching after your workout gives you time to recover, lets the muscles, again, receive that nourishment that they need after a good workout, whether it's cardio or strength. Either one, definitely want to stretch 
again, in with the good, out with the bad. That's what circulation helps with. Awesome. You hit all the points. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. We're moving on. Better posture. This is one that is maybe overlooked. Oh, absolutely. Especially in the office. Super important. Um, You know, so better posture. So, right, stretching properly keeps Mm -hmm. your muscles loose, which which can aid in maintaining your posture. So um, there are some common culprits of muscles that are not stretched that give people a lot of problems. Hip flexors are Hmm. very common muscles that Emily does not stretch properly. No, (laughs) No, it's true. (laughs) And that's why I'm in pain and going to a chiropractor. But it's super common, and especially among people who sit at a desk a lot for work. You know, we're business people. You know, we do a lot of computer work and emailing in addition to the other things that we do. And you spend a lot of time at a computer, certain parts of your body, you know, hip flexors can shorten and tighten, which can give you a lot of problems. Uh, You know, back muscles are actually, and chest muscles have a lot to do with, you know, your shoulder posture, neck pain, and things like that. So... Very critical um, to good posture, and good posture is critical to good daily function in everything, whether it's working, you know, recreating, whatever you're doing, um, you know, make you, it's even just part of feeling confident. The better your posture is, you stand a little taller, you stand a little more proud, uh, which if you're short like me, it all counts. <laughs> so definitely something to, to kind of keep in mind. But uh, another benefit of stretching Unless I miss something, Robert's giving me the. No, I, just, I think posture is very important. Emily would agree with that, right, Emily? Yeah, you're you're constantly reminding me. Yeah, posture is just sitting you know, up. All, all all things. Not right now. Um, in fact, at the chiropractor, when laying on one of their uh, functioning tables, I'm not sure what the term is, but as it's rolling my back out, it talks about posture. In the various areas, like always maintaining the curves. I don't know if you know that. That's a chiropractor term. Yes. Right? So posture uh, is very important because let's say you are stretching, you're doing all these things, and then you get to your desk and you're slumped over. Now you've defeated the purpose. So, you know, if you are at work, you know, having a proper uh, posture when typing is extremely important. Um, Emily at times needs to find a chair that her feet get to the ground so that she can sit properly at the desk, right? We had to find you a chair that fit, right? So these things are important. I probably could have a stool, a little footstool. Yes. I kind of stand at work at my desk and I try to keep good posture there. So I, I think it, it's interesting because it, it sums it up really. It says good posture can minif- minimize discomfort and keep aches and pains at a minimum. So uh, you really uh, hit an article I'm very into, Steve, if you're not aware of that right now. Awesome. You know what? Uh, I'm glad I could provide you with this stimulating uh, conversation. (laughs) It's all about excitement today. (laughs) So uh, stress relief, Emily. Yes, Stretching. Stress. Stress relief. Mm -hmm. What's the deal? What's the pointers? So like when you're stressed, right, you tense up. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So those, you know, stretching helps relaxes those tight and tense muscles that often accompany being stressed. And if you're working and, you know, you're stressed out, it's good to take, talks about 10-minute stretching sessions two days a week, okay? And it can help you so much that even helps your mental health. So doing that, taking the time. And that's what it really is. It's, it's about... Um, being disciplined and you know taking that time and that's part of my problem was like I knew 
especially prior to COVID. And I can say even now, I work out before work, but going to the gym, I knew how much time I had. I knew what time I had to be there by and what time I needed to finish my workout by. And so in my mind, I was like, I do not have time to stretch. I want to get the most out of my workout. So being dumb and naive, I really was injuring myself. And that's where I'm at, you know, right now is I have pain that I'm going to have to really work on. And now I have to remember I need to actually not only focus on how I lift things, but how I start my workout and how I take the time during and even after my workout to stretch so that I can actually get the most out of my workout. But before I was like, I want to get the most out of my workout by not stretching. And now it's now I'm where I'm at. Man, you you guys are enthusiastic about this. I'm excited. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about this. It clearly is... Uh, I need to know. get off my chest, guys. You know, I'm, you know, I'm glad we're here. We're all here for you, Emily. This is Thank a safe you. space to talk about stretching. Thank you. <laughs> well, this was recommended by a fan, right? This yep. this portion. A very I important meant to fan. Say that, and then I forgot. Yeah. So I'm glad you that's, reminded that's me. Pretty... But we did have a uh, a fan. Did who, a listener? Did is the word. <laughs> he, he said he's not a fan anymore. No. <laughs> uh, but it, but but Noah, right? Noah yes. gave us this recommendation. Noah. And uh, we're definitely excited that he listened. And what I'm going to do at the end of this, because what he had really asked about was particular types of stretching as it relates to particular exercises. And unfortunately, that doesn't translate quite as well to an audio setting, right? So uh, what I am going to do, though, is share an article that gives you uh, one simple stretch that you can do quickly with different parts of your body to quickly stretch all the major muscle groups and get you an all-encompassing quick stretch run in there. So I'll post that for everybody after We'll also this. tape uh, Steve demonstrating Absolutely. These, st- these stretches. That'd be fun. These said stretches just for Noah. Yes. That would be fun. <laughs> and we can discuss that <laughs> maybe. But maybe I'll say yes because stretching can also give you enhanced performance. Now, I know we talked about that a little bit, but stretching gives you good range of motion, which makes your muscles more efficient. Mm-hmm. When they can move freely, they can all the various muscle fibers, part of the muscle complex are able to properly move and engage, man. You get, you get more efficiency, which gives you more strength, coordination, and balance. Those things are critical to not falling over when you're doing things. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> among other things. But no, seriously, though, um, coordination and balance makes you less injury prone. Mm-hmm. You're less likely to pull a muscle. You're less likely to trip and fall and lose your balance trying to pick a weight up. Uh, you're less uh, prone to have any of the random types of falls that can happen <laughs> as you age a little bit, you know, by chance, maybe staying healthy and active will help you to avoid, you know, some of those things that come along with advanced age as well. And then finally, for the final benefit, as discussed in this article, was reduced stiffness. So I know I mentioned earlier they said, you know, that the common theory about working out after a workout was that if you did so, it would maybe prevent you from getting. He said it again. <laughs> you know what? No. Uh, you know, guys, thanks for pointing that out. I appreciate it. Uh, so the benefit of working of stretching, stretching, stretching before stretching at the end of a workout. The previous idea there was that if you did that, it would prevent you from getting as sore. So right. you could prevent how much soreness you had resulting from your workout. So they say now that maybe some recent research 
doesn't necessarily support the idea that you can be less sore as a result of stretching, but it does say that when you are sore and your muscles are tight after a hard workout, that it'll make you feel better, you know, in the, in the immediate moment. Uh, maybe not necessarily going to reduce how long you deal with that soreness, but it will give you some relief. I always like, when I get a good, you know, muscle burn or sore muscles from working out, I do love a good stretch on those muscles to stretch that out. And the feeling of that is, is really nice and does give you some relief. So reduce stiffness, you know, if you wake up stiff in the back, you know, legs, neck, shoulders, anywhere like that, take a minute and do some stretching properly again is super important to avoid any type of injury and then if you do all those things you're going to see a lot of benefits some of the best athletes find time to work stretching into their routine some of the biggest and strongest athletes and we've all seen the guys right that you know they put so much focus into the strength building and the weightlifting aspects of what they do but they look like they, uh, you know, they can hardly turn in a circle. They're, mm-hmm. they're, so, uh, they're so stiff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you don't want to be like that, right? You know, you want your muscles to not only be developed, but you want them to be practical and useful and functional because that's really what it's all about. So um, really, really glad that you guys uh, were able to help us with that conversation, man. It was definitely a – Yeah, it's a good uh, one. Yeah, touched a lot of bases there. So just in a quick review and summary, mm-hmm. uh, American uh, – College of Sports and Medicine, the guidance from that is minimum two times a week, all major muscle groups. You're obviously your techniques. I'm not going to run down them again, but just emphasizing that knowing your technique when it comes to stretching is critical to make sure that you get the benefits out of it. And then your benefits from stretching can include increased flexibility and range of motion, improved circulation, better posture, relief from stress, enhanced athletic performance and everyday you know performance, and reduced muscle stiffness and soreness. So Sounds like something that we can all benefit from in at least one of those ways, uh, if not all of them. So thank you guys very much. Mm-hmm. Good um, talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. thought all of these uh, topics tied in together really well. I thought so. I thought they were good, kind of, kind of went hand in hand. So, you know, as is what we normally do, we're going to go ahead and we're going to post uh, some articles that we think our, our listeners might like. Uh, we'll post some items that we think might associate with the um, some of the things we talked about today that, you know, just as a recommendation in case anybody's looking to take advantage of any of what we're talking about today. But before we wrap up and continuing with our trivia challenge, now currently at this point in time, for those that have followed us, we've done two sessions of trivia. The first one, they both got the question right, and I nearly canceled it, but now that someone has actually gotten an answer wrong, I'm going to continue on with trivia. Okay. So currently the standings. Okay. Emily is in the lead. <laughs> by one point because she properly uh, guessed the weight of the world's heaviest pumpkin during our fall episode, and Robert was wrong. Uh, <laughs> I like saying that. So today, uh, because we talked about, uh, n- no surprise here, working out, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Exercising. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a, a trivia relates to a specific type of exercise. So, and you guys can, uh, you know what, Robert's going to answer first today because he always lets Emily go first. So we're going to mix it up. We're going to mix it up. So, first last time. which one of the following is not a real type of squat? So a form of squat or a type of squat. We have A, the Quimbley squat. B, a landmine squat. Or C, a Zercher squat. And the reason for this question is trivia. <laughs> okay, so I know I know a 
normal barbell squat. I know a normal front squat. <laughs> I don't know who these Germans are that mm-hmm. created these. Two of the three of those that I just said are real types of squats. Yeah. I'll read them again. We got the Quimbley squat. Think, I'm going to think the one in the middle is not true. So let's see if Emily comes up with it. Robert went with B, the landmine squat. So that's what I was going to say, but I don't want to copy. But I really was going to say B. and But then I was thinking if you're pretending it's a landmine, it's like an explosive squat. So I'm going to say maybe the Quimbley is not the right one. Emily, she is on fire, ladies and gentlemen. Two weeks in a row with the right answer. The Quimbley squat <gasps> is not a real type of squat. The landmine squat is kind of similar to what you described, and the Zercher squat is super hard and should be done with lightweight until you get comfortable with the form. And you'll demonstrate that I, for us? I, you know what? I... Uh, <laughs> Won't, uh, <laughs> but no, it's an advanced type of squat and it requires engaging some different types of muscles because the balance, it, you feel like you're going to fall forward the whole time you do it because of the form. Um, so it definitely requires you to engage some different muscles and it's pretty cool. So I thought that was kind of neat just because throwing a couple names out there. Now our listeners, if they're looking for something fresh to do, they can look up both a landmine squat and a zercher squat and throw that into their routine safely after consulting their doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, guys, that's uh, that's all we had to discuss today. So we discussed uh, resistance bands, we discussed stretching, and we discussed picking the right types of workouts and activities to go with how you're feeling, which is super important given all the things that people are facing here in 2020. So I think that's about all I had. So if anybody has any recommendations or ideas of things they'd like us to discuss, as we mentioned, shoot us an email at podcast at rmsfitness.com. I'm Steve Heitzer. Here again with Robert Decker. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and healthy. And Emily Vinos. That's it. (laughs) All right. And again, I'm Steve Heitzer. We will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of Everyone Needs a Spotter. Bye.